You are listening to the Talisha Talks podcast for women who conquer. I'm your host, coach, and life lover, Talisha Kim. It is my personal mission to help you live your best life, have radical joy, and turn perfectionism into purpose. In this podcast, you will explore the meaningful parts of your life, reinvent yourself, and turn your dream life into a reality. Yes, you really can have it all. Hello, it's Talisha Kim, your emotional healing coach. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, my personal photographer and mentor, Kylie Mon. Most of you know her as Kylie Ann with Kylie Ann Photography. She is a woman who is conquering. Kylie is someone that you want in your corner. This past year for her has come with many opportunities to throw the towel in, and despite all of that, she's grown even more from it. Here she is, Miss Kylie Ann. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yay, I am so excited too. So I'm going to read a little bit of your bio so everyone can get to know you a little bit more. And I think it's so awesome all that you're doing. So here is your bio real quick. So Kylie, she started Kylie Ann Photography nearly a decade ago and has since grown from a one-woman amateur show to a full associate team. She discovered that helping other entrepreneurs create thriving businesses is what fires her up. She hosts semi-annual Kylie Ann sleepovers all over the U.S., speaks at conferences, and teaches online courses about running a small business and marketing. You guys, she's pretty much the coolest person ever, so I'm going to let her (laughs) introduce herself to you so you can get to know her a little bit more. Awesome. So like Talisha said, um, I have a photography business and I have been an entrepreneur for a decade. And um, I started as like a wedding and family photographer and I've since evolved into this full associate team. We still do weddings, we still do families. um, But now I'm actually the full-time brand photographer on our team and we have three other photographers, an editor, a VA, an assistant, and it's just so much fun. And I'm also a mom of three kids at the same time. Um, I do business coaching and podcasting and that's kind of a little bit about me. I love it. And like I said earlier, Kylie has been my go-to photographer. I love sending people to her. She really is incredible. But beyond that, she is. She's so well-rounded, has a lot of depth to her and doing these mentoring things and the sleepovers that she hosts and then being a mom all in one. It has been so inspiring for me, not only for my own business, but also just being a mom and realizing that I don't have to take on everything because of what Kylie has taught me and through her own example. So Kylie, things for you really blew up this year with challenges that you had to face both personally and professionally. I would love to know for you, what made the biggest difference in helping you just like not throw the towel in and keep showing up? Yeah. So first of all, um, I think I just should give a little bit of context about this last year. Um, So last year in business, 2019 was actually a really good year in business. In June, we moved into our new house and our studio and I became full-time in brands because we had the studio. It was way more accessible to shoot. Um, And then by the end of August, we had already started booking fall and winter shoots. And we were just kind of like having a really amazing year. Um, Each year has kind of just built on the one before and we were just on track to just hit all of our goals. And then on October 1st, I found out that my dad left my mom, which was, 
I, for some people that's like not a big deal maybe because like, oh yeah, well they've been fighting for 10 years. Like they, it's probably time, you know, but for me and our family, it totally blindsided us because my parents had had an amazing marriage in our eyes. We never saw them fight. We didn't know there were any issues. Um, even my mom wasn't really aware of the issues. And so it was a really drastic, sudden change. And we had to grieve a lot, like our past, like maybe the marriage that I've always worked towards wasn't what I thought it was. I had to grieve the future, like all like Thanksgiving and Christmas, all these things that like, I just always thought would be there, like aren't there anymore. And all these other relationships too, just like with my aunts and uncles, it, it's going to change with my grandparents. It's going to change with my other grandparents on the, my mom's side. Like it's hard. Divorce is hard. And so that happened the beginning of, of October. And basically every day and week and month after that was just filled with new like disappointments from that and realizations and um, really, really, really heavy emotions that I've never felt before. Yeah, a week you went through late, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I have to say that Talisha knows all this because Talisha is the first person I called when all this is happening. Like, I didn't tell any of my friends. I couldn't. Like, I was just kind of like, no. But I called Talisha because Talisha has me through all of my, my hard times from really trivial things like fights with friends or like filling, um, you know, some limiting beliefs in my business, like little things like that to like huge big, scary things in my life, kind of like this. And so Talisha, first of all, is one person that's, that's helped me not throw in the towel because she's helped me process and heal. Uh, But then it just kept getting stacked on. So the next week I found out that my twin sister and my best friend, she lives five minutes from me. We've like shared a room our entire lives until we got married. Like we are best friends and twins. Um, She found a mass in her brain and we believed it was going to be a scary, serious situation. And she had had months of migraines and she was going to then go under brain surgery. The next week, my husband um, decided to leave his job of five years. Um, He had a job that was commission-based and for a few months they were out of inventory. And so he was basically like making nothing and working so hard, working as hard as he normally would, working the same amount of hours, but they didn't have inventory so he couldn't make sales. And my world was falling apart at home. So we decided that he needed to come home and help at home because his time at work wasn't worth what it was before, you know? Yeah. And so then the next week, my son and daughter were diagnosed with these extreme food allergies and it was just like one thing after another. So that's kind of the context for that. So fall as a photographer is our busiest time of the year. And that's the week my dad left. And that, I mean, the month my dad left, that's the month we found the mass. That's the month my husband left his job. And so basically the way I didn't throw in the towel was because I couldn't, (laughs) I was forced to keep going. Like the more I kept going, the faster I had to process because I had to process in order to keep going. And I think in some ways it was really helpful for me because a lot of my siblings didn't have to face it all. Um, at one, they could take it slow and take it in their own time. But because I had so much on my plate and so much responsibilities, I had to feel and grieve every emotion, like, quickly like I like anger for a full week and then sadness for a full week and then betrayal for a full week it wasn't like months of processing it was like in days and it was definitely the strongest hardest emotions I've ever experienced like I've never been so angry or so sad like I was I was feeling the depth of these emotions but I was having to process quicker 
And because I was the breadwinner, I could not quit. And because I couldn't quit, I had to process. And so it was kind of like helping me in some ways um, that I didn't throw in the towel because it kept me moving forward, which I think is huge when you're going through hard times is to just keep moving forward and not get stuck in one of those emotions. Yes. And I love how you said that, Kylie. And you're so right in that. One of the things that I love to teach too, and I'm sure you've heard is like, feel the emotions, but don't build your house in it. Like Mm -hmm. keep going. You don't have to stay in that trapped space. And one thing that I love that you said here is that you had to process, like you had to go through it. You, I mean, you could have thrown in the towel and potentially had mass disaster on your hands, but you chose not to, you chose to move forward because that was what was going to benefit and serve you and your family the most. And I think one of the biggest limiting beliefs that people carry is that it has to take a long time to process, right? That like, Mm -hmm you have to take months and years to be able to forgive and and move through emotions and, you know, to have peace in your heart again. But that really is such a lie. You can process, you can move through those emotions and not be stuck and trapped in them. So I love that you just said that, like, that was so (laughs) key right there that you did like you made a choice and you did it and you kept moving forward instead of letting yourself be weighed down and give up altogether. So for you, I want to know why was it so important for you to keep going? Um, well, I think there's a couple parts to that because the, the, the emotional side of it to keep going emotionally and moving forward is I don't like to feel bad emotions. That's right. why I've been coming to you for four years, five years, six, six years. That's why I've been coming to you. No, I think it's been five years. I don't know. That's why I've been coming to you. I don't like to feel uncomfortable emotions. I don't like to feel anger. I don't like to feel sadness. I don't like to feel anxious. And so in order for me to not feel that way, I had to keep moving forward. Um, I wanted to get back to how I, I feel naturally, which is I like to love people. I like to forgive easily. I like to get over things. I like to make people feel amazing. And I couldn't make people feel amazing. I couldn't let my clients feel amazing. I couldn't let anyone feel amazing if I was stuck. And the other thing is work really fulfills me and serving other people in any capacity, whether it's my clients, uh, my brand clients, my family clients, my team, my coaching clients, it allows me not to be absorbed in, you know, that my world was falling apart. It allowed me to look outside myself and kind of move forward. And I'm sure I was kind of like, I'm sure people who didn't know what was going on was like, what's up with Kylie? Like, she seems a little off because I like, I couldn't, I would like, my cup was full of just all these heavy things. And so I couldn't make people feel the way I want to make people feel. And so it was important for me to not throw them towel, to keep going, to work through these emotions, to keep working in my job and to keep my business growing because that all fulfills me. And I know I needed to get back to that place in order to live like a happy life moving forward. Yeah. I love that. And you, you're so right. Like, and I, I'm so glad that you're on this podcast sharing this because I think it's a really important message for people to hear is that you can do what fulfills you. And if your cup is full from all of the heavy things that you're going through, you're not going to be able to show up and be your best self. And so you recognized what was going on. You did the steps to correct it. And then you kept moving forward. You didn't let yourself get trapped in that no man's land chaos of negative emotions. You just kept going forward. And I love that you shared this with us all today. So thank you for that. 
Yes, of course. And another thing is that I learned from you is emotions buried alive never die. So if I wasn't going to work through them, they at one point, then I would, you know, it would come back to haunt me or it would start, you know, like physically affecting me. And so those kinds of like, you can't just brush past the like you have to feel them and process them and keep moving forward. Oh, yeah. And you and I both know the consequences of having them be trapped. It is not pleasant and it will. It will stop you in your tracks and then you won't be able to do any of the things that you want to do because you're so full of negativity. I love it. So one thing that I really admire about you is how open you are. And you mentioned that you are a giving person and I see that in you completely, not just at that personal level, but I see it for you professionally too. You know, you do your giveaway things and it just, it's so amazing that you are that kind of person. And from the beginning, you've shared about your anxiety, your workload, you've shared tips and things with like your family. You've just been so open about all of it. What made you decide to let other people into your life in this way? Um, one, so actually I took a personality test a couple years ago and it all started to make a little bit of sense to me. Um, it's the Myers-Briggs personality test and my number or my letters are INFJ and I can't remember everything about it, but one thing that stood out to me is that I really value authenticity. Like it's super important to me in myself and in others. And I can like read people if they're being authentic, if they're being genuine or if they're being like fake. And I don't like fake. I, I just don't like it. It's I get, I'm poor, it's really important to me. And now that I've taken that test and realized, oh, it's part of my personality, it makes more sense. Like, because I'm just like, why can't everyone just be like this? I, I don't understand. But it's it's really, really important for me to be authentic. I want my online persona to be the same as when you meet me in person. I want everything that I share online to be the same thing I'd share over lunch. It really bothers me when I would have friends post on Instagram like, oh my gosh, I love my job. It's been the best week of my life. And then I talk to them in person. They're like, I hate my job. I want to quit. How do I get out of this? And I'm just like, why are you sharing that you love it? Because if you share that you love it, then you're going to attract more of that. If you're honest about it online or in person or wherever you are, then you're going to be able to align your life with what you want. But I don't know. I just feel like my life is more aligned when I'm the same person online and in person. When I show up to shoot a session and I'm exactly who I am online, people already feel comfortable with me. They already know how I work. They already can work with me. And then sharing that personal stuff just has become kind of natural to me because my parents were like that. Um, They're very giving and they're very open. Um, My dad is, uh, has been a public speaker like my whole life. And I've heard him over on the stage, talk about his hemorrhoids and talk about like all this other gross stuff that's very personal and people don't talk about. But, um, it's just something I guess I was comfortable with because all growing up, that's what I was around. It's just like, we don't need to hide things that everyone else is experiencing. Like the more open you are, the more you can connect with people that have had the same things as you. And, And I don't know, that's kind of where it has stemmed from, I guess. I really like that. And I love how you said too, like the authenticity part and showing up as you are in person and the same as you are online. You're absolutely right. I think it does create that safety for people around you and they instantly want to talk to you more, ask you other questions or just be in your space because they know they're going to get the same version of you. And that feeling of fake, oh my heavens, like 
I am the same way. I am like, oh my gosh, people just be real. Like, I don't care if it's a yes or a no, or you're struggling with this, or, you know, you are mad at your husband, like whatever it is, like, just be real with me. That fake side of me. It just, oh my, oh my heavens. It Mm -hmm. like stirs Mm -hmm. so much inside of my being. And you're someone who, who can really feel and clue into what other people are doing. And so when you feel that fakeness from other people, like, what does it make you want to do inside? Like, (laughs) how do you handle that and get through it? It's, it's really, it's really honestly hard for me. And I feel like it's sometimes hard for me to have friends um, because I always, I always, if some, if something feels off, I feel like, oh, are they just using me? Oh, like it, if that, if they are online different than they're in person or anything like that stops matching up, I kind of lose trust and trust is number one for me in a relationship, in, um, friendships in family relationships. And as soon as that trust is gone, like I trust people really easily, really, really easily. And then as soon as it's broken, it's hard for me to trust them again, if that makes sense. So that authenticity is part of trust for me. And if they're not going to be real with me, it's like they kind of, I go from having like best, best friends. That I feel like I can share a lot with, and then something like that happens and then they just become friends. And it's like hard for me to fully let people in because of even this past year, just how many times I've been betrayed in big ways um, by friends and family. Um, it's hard to let people in on a deep level for me if I don't feel that, like that realness. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I think the people that you work with too, how you were saying, like you attract people who are going to be real, you know, whether it's your clients or, um, you know, the people that come and do your sleepovers, things like that. Like you really are attracting people who want that realness. And I think it's just so amazing that that's what you're putting out into the world and showing as an example, because there's a lot of people that I follow on social media and I I just, I struggle with them because Mm -hmm. I know what's going on in their real life. And then just like you were saying, they show up and they say, Oh, I love my husband or I love my job so much, but yet inside they're kind of crumbling and falling apart. And so I just love tuning into all that you're sharing and doing in the social media spaces, because it is, you're real and you help other people feel safe and secure within themselves to, you know, be honest and and say what's going on in their business or what's going on in their home. And I think that is such a huge trait that a lot of women need today. So kind of going along with that, I feel like a lot of women, they struggle to let other women in. And we were just talking, you know, about that authenticity piece and, you know, trusting and having those be key parts of a relationship. And one of the things I see among other women who have businesses is that, you know, they have this huge guard of perfectionism that's showing up that, you know, you have to be this certain person on social media and you can't, you can't let other people see the real vulnerabilities, you know, like (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can't let them see your messes. You can't let them into those parts of you, or, you know, you have to have this Instagram worthy life. So for you, how has it impacted you personally and professionally to be your true self? Um, okay, this is like, I feel like there's so many parts to this to, that I could say. Yes. So first of all, it really has changed everything for me in my business. I feel like I really have the most genuine um, friends and followers and clients that truly care and support and love me in my business. It's allowed me to attract 
the the people you know that I was talking about that attract people that love um that like art my personality and what I put out there and then it, it allows us to have like the most perfect clients for our business because we're putting so much out there that attracts the right kind of people and then they are you know the perfect match for us and it, it allows our relationship professionally to be really good but it also um it's hard because I've wasn't always I guess comfortable with being vulnerable. Like I have been vulnerable, but it used to really bug me when I would put something out there and then I would hear like gossip about it, or I'd hear people taking it the wrong way or using it against me. And Mm. so I've had to learn and grow and I've, you've helped a lot with this, but how to not focus on what other people are saying or thinking or doing and like not let that be my story and just focus on my own intentions. And I feel like that alone, learning that has really helped me um, become a better person and just feel better all the time and just be able to not worry about what other people are saying and just continue to do what I want to do in my business and how I, what I feel called to do and follow promptings and things like that. And because I'm able to do that, I'm able to help more people. My vulnerability helps people and it connects me with people that need that connection at that time. Like even when I shared just a couple of weeks ago about my, about my dad, Um, for the first time on social media, that kind of was a hard thing. I couldn't really share it because it wasn't really my story. So until my mom was able to talk about it and my siblings, like I wasn't really able to talk about it online, but I was able to talk about it in person. And over the last year, I've connected to so many people that needed a friend in that. And I needed a friend in that too. And I think the more vulnerable vulnerable we are, um, the, the more we're able to connect with other people on a deeper level and help each other in their journeys. And we're put on this earth, I feel like, to help other people. And whether it's just being someone to talk to or someone who can truly know how you feel. And sometimes it's me helping them. Sometimes it's them helping me, but either way, it's really helped me as a person to be vulnerable. And it's helped me learn to not care what other people say or how they're going to use these things against me, which is a hard thing to learn. I'm a people pleaser. I don't like people to be mad at me or to have bad things to say about me. But the bigger I've gotten my business, the more people there are because of their own insecurities. And I've had to kind of separate that and realize like, okay, what are my intentions? Are they pure? Am I doing this for the right reasons? If the answers are yes, then I need to continue on this path and not care that other people might not think that's what I'm, what I'm doing is right. Yes. I love that. You just shared so many golden nuggets. I'm like, holy cow. How many little phrases can I take from that and share it with the world for you? Because that was so like, that was just perfection. I don't have any other words for it. It just, it was so good. And I love that you said too, I think my favorite part of all of that was that you said that you focus on your own story and kind of throwing the bachelorette in here a little bit. Cause I watched Hannah B's season, but I loved from her, what she said was stay in your own lane. And when you said that, that you focused on your own story, it reminds me of that. Like you are staying in your own vision and you're right. You could get so overwhelmed by what other people want for your life or what they think that you should be doing in your business, but really they have no say in it. It's really like how you were saying that self-inventory. Am I in alignment? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I having pure intentions? And that really is going to attract and bring so many more people to you than if you try and people please and show up in a way that others expect you to rather than just being yourself. 
Exactly. And I know that what I share is not going to be liked or approved by everyone. And I know sometimes I'll lose followers or some people won't like what I say, but the people that are truly there for me and my tribe, that's who I'm speaking to. And it's who I am. And I'm going to speak to who I am. And then those people will be attracted to that. And, and that's all you can do really. Yes, absolutely. Guys, if you are not already following her, go now, run fast. <laughs> go follow her because these are just some of the little nuggets that you are going to learn from her, from all of her social media things. I'm serious. It will change your whole world. And one of the things that Kylie, I have loved learning from you that I think had the biggest impact on me a couple of years ago was a little tiny, simple phrase. And it was what you say yes to is also what you're saying no to. That rocked my world, changed my whole perspective because I realized I'm like you, I am so fulfilled and driven in my business that I could say yes to all of the things and completely neglect my family and forget where my real priorities are. And when you said that, it was like, yes, this is the answer I have been searching for forever. So how did this come about for you? How did that realization show up in your life? So I definitely am a yes man. Like I am a people pleaser and I've definitely worked on that and I'm not so much anymore, but Um, I just didn't want to disappoint anyone. If they wanted a Thursday, even though I was booking Wednesday, I'd add a Thursday. If they wanted to do this type of session that I don't offer, I would do it. I would want, in the beginning, I wanted everyone's business. I I didn't want to say no to anyone. I was saying no to a paycheck basically. And, and I just, I couldn't. So after years of working my business like that, I was saying, yes, 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 yes. I was burned out. I was sick. I I mean, I like adrenal fatigue, like anxious. This is like when I came to you, I was a mess. The first time um, I came to you, I I could barely even breathe because I just felt this heavy weight on my chest, like, you know, that anxious feeling. So after years of saying yes, 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 yes to everything, I realized it was at my family's expense and at my own mental health expense. And when I started saying yes to clients on a day that I wasn't scheduled because it worked better for them, I was saying no to hanging out with my family, to cooking, to cleaning my house, to being the wife and mother I wanted to be. And I was saying like no to my mental health and my sanity. And I learned that if I said yes to my family, um, I was more fulfilled and I could still say yes to my clients, but I started sticking to a really specific schedule and I started raising my prices and specializing in only the sessions that I found fulfillment in. And those are three ways I was able to say yes to my family without saying no to people. It just had to fit in my boundaries and in my, um, the way I set up my business and wanted to run it instead of the way everyone else wanted me to run it for them. Yes, that is so powerful. Thank you (laughs) for letting us into that little clue of of your life because I think a lot of us are doing that as women. And I see a lot of women too, even if you don't have a business, like, are you saying yes to all of the, the opportunities that come your way of serving and helping others, but not recognizing how you're not showing up in your own space? I've had clients, you know, that have walked in and been like, yeah, I grew up in a house where my mom, she was always doing for everyone else, but then she never did anything for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hearing those stories and then hearing you share about this was all a huge clue for me. I didn't want to leave a legacy or impression on my children that 
I cared more about my business or the income I could make than I cared about them. And I think Mm -hmm. this is exactly what you're saying too. Yes, definitely. So if someone were just starting out, like let's say they just heard this and it was the same aha moment that you had and the one that I had from your little tidbit there, what would be a good first goal that they could set in readjusting those priorities and keeping a boundary to themselves and their family? So when someone asks you to do something, instead of just immediately saying yes and then feeling resentful or saying yes and then realizing it's too much on your plate, I want you to pause. So when someone asks you something, you're going to pause and you're not going to answer right away. And that's another thing I learned is that you don't have to answer text messages as soon as they come in or emails as soon as they come in. You can let things sit for a day or two days. Like just because someone expects an answer doesn't mean you have to give it right then. So that's a whole different thing. But so you're going to, when someone asks you something, you're going to pause and you're not going to answer right away. And you're going to ask yourself, are, am I saying yes to this out of obligation or am I saying yes to this out of a desire? And if it's out of an obligation, I want you to write down what you're going to be giving up when you're saying yes to this. And that will help you kind of word your response. If it's time with your kids, or if it's maybe you were supposed to do a date night that night, or if it's your own sanity, write those things down and say, I, I wish I could help you with this. I love you and I love helping people, but I already have plans on that night or, but I'm at my max capacity. And I know if I said yes to this, I would resent it or whatever it is. So kind of train your mind to think this way, to pause and to to really think like, okay, am I saying yes to this? Because I feel obligated to, because maybe they helped me last week and I owe them. No, like just because you owe them something, there's, there's other ways you can repay it that fit into your schedule and your time and your mental health capacity and all of that stuff. So you really have to decide is it out of obligation or is out of it, or is it out of desire? I love that Kylie obligation or desire. Boom, right there. Mic drop. (laughs) You nailed it. And this is so good for all of those people pleasers out there because really it is. You could say yes all day long and you would feel good until you are at that max capacity. And then the whole world feels like it's crashing down and you're burned out. You're exhausted. And then you have no energy for any of the things that you want to have energy for. Yep, exactly. I love it. So I think that sometimes people see successful women like you, um, they see that you are doing all of these amazing things in your life, right? And they kind of put you on this pedestal thinking that you have your whole life together. And I've even seen this in my own business when people are like, oh, you're real? I'm like, heck yes, I'm real. You know, but I think that you have a lot of people that have thought that too for you until you started sharing and opening up and really going deep and vulnerable with yourself. But what are some of the things that you do to better manage your time and grow your business and still show up for your family. Like, please give us some of your helpful tips <laughs> yes. on how you're doing this. What well, kind of goes along with everything that we've talked about um, in the last little bit is that you have to set boundaries for your family time and boundaries for your work time. And for me, I use a schedule. So my family time is Monday night and Friday through Sunday. I don't work on the weekends and I don't work on Monday nights. And then my work time is Tuesday through Thursday mornings from nine to 12. So I have these chunks of time that are, are like sacred. They are 
reserved for work, they're reserved for family. Obviously, that doesn't cover the whole 40 hours a week. So there's a lot of mixed in, maybe some work in the afternoon, maybe some family time in the afternoons. Like all that other stuff is kind of just the, the, you know, all the crazy that, you know, life is when you're juggling business and work and all that stuff. But I right. know that I have dedicated family time in my week and it's more family time than, than work time. Um, and I've dedicated work time so that I know that my weeks can feel somewhat balanced, even though there's going to be those crazy, you know, like as a, as a business owner that sometimes the afternoons are mixed with like the kids are running around with the neighbors while you're answering emails or whatever it is. But I know that Tuesday through Thursday in the mornings, I'm actually working on my business and Friday through Sunday, I'm with my family. Yeah. I love that. So it sounds kind of like a block schedule that you follow, right? Mm-hmm. And so then when you do have those opportunities come up, then you can go back into those priority listing things that you mentioned just a couple minutes ago about if this is something that you can say yes to or something that you can say no to. And something that I admire too that you've done in your business is that you have, like you've grown and, and have people like assistants. You have other photographers that are showing up for you too. And I think that as people are progressing on their entrepreneurial path. That really is a way to grow is to have a team of people supporting you so that then Mm -hmm. you can support them, but they're supporting you. And it's this like really beautiful flow and circle of each of you doing what you love, but no one's getting super burnt out because everyone's carrying a load. Yes. And also we can provide such a better experience because we're each doing a piece of it and we're doing what we're, known for and we're best at and what we enjoy and everyone's feeling fulfilled and excited about their work instead of one person doing everything by themselves and feeling totally burnout and resentful towards their work. Yes, absolutely. And I remember at one of the classes that you taught too, that I was at, you were saying how you hired someone to do your laundry. And I was like, oh my gosh, if mm-hmm. Kyle can hire someone to do her laundry, so can I. Yep. <laughs> anyone can hire anyone to do their laundry. It's great. I, some, some other things I do besides setting a schedule is I have a cleaner come every Thursday for two hours and just kind of like at the end of my work week, it's on a Thursday. So when I come home from work and I have my family time, my house is clean. I have them just do like um, the bathrooms in the kitchen and vacuum the house. And so that's one, one huge thing. Um, just this month, I hired someone to start helping me with emails so that I'm not constantly doing emails throughout the day. Um, I, I don't take all the sessions. So last month in October, we had 105 sessions total and I did 56 of them. So I did a lot more than I normally do, but I had my team doing about 50 of them as well. So it's able, it's for me, I can take off a bunch of my workload by outsourcing a lot of it. I outsource my blogging. I outsource some of my caption writing for some of my, um, side pages and my Facebook scheduling and Pinterest and all of that. So outsourcing is huge. And the other thing is sticking to your schedule. And if it doesn't fit within those hours, then they're going to have to do the next week or the next week. And sometimes they're, they want, they have things that they want. And I read something about a boundary quote yesterday. Um, boundaries are, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically like you're adjusting your needs for someone else's wants. And we need to focus on our needs first and their wants can fit in where they can fit in. They don't need to fit in on their time. You know, we need to focus on our needs first. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things for me that I've had to learn too, is I'm more than willing to work around. Like if I was going to pay you for my photography, 
like I'm more than willing to work around your schedule because you are the person that I'm coming to, right? Mm-hmm. And here I was, I was expecting, like I was bending over and doing things for my clients rather than giving them the opportunity to have change in their life too, right? Of expecting them that, oh, I'll just meet the need that they have rather than them meet the need themselves. And I love that you, like you just, you're setting that expectation and you're setting that boundary. And I really think it makes things clear for people and they, they want to serve you too, right? Like it's not just you having this unrealistic expectation or boundary, like you're very clear on it and then people can come in and fill in those gaps and help you out. Yes. And I love, I love my job. And so I'm going to make it work with people. But if, if I can train people like, okay, yes, let's get you on the schedule. I'm out two weeks right now. Instead of like trying to fit me in, fit in the same week. Um, it allows for everyone to be able to like plan ahead and better communicate and all that, all of that. Yes. It flows so much better. So are there any other tips or tricks that you feel like would be beneficial for people to know today? Um, I think the biggest thing is that the most important thing to do in your business and when you are with your clients and when you're online is to just be yourself and keep showing up through the hard times, through the great times, through the busy times. It doesn't matter how you show up, but show up every day. I know a lot of people say, well, I'm too weird or I'm too boring or I'm too much for people. The great thing is you don't have to be the person for everyone. If you show up exactly how you are, you're going to find people who love you and you're going to find people who want to be your customers. I love that. That is so perfect. And, you know, that's something too that I've seen for myself is people are like, well, how are you doing this? Because, you know, in the energy work, emotional healing Mm -hmm. thing, it's like you have this expectation that people are just going to come to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that really isn't how it works. And I think that's what you've seen in photography too. Like you show up every single day and then people will come to you rather than you having this expectation that clients will just flock to you because, you know, you randomly post one post here and there. Like it's in the consistency when people see you, when they can have that relationship with you, they are, they're going to come to you. And really, I think that's one of the main things that has helped me be as successful as I am in this business is I show up every single day and you're doing that too. And you're doing it on multiple platforms and now you're hiring people and having other people help you run your business. And it's not just you carrying all of it so that then you can be the brilliant you that you are and show up in exactly the way that fulfills you. Because Honestly, I think people are just sacrificing too much of themselves, too much of their time, too much of their passions in order to have this dream of theirs that they're not even sure of what it is yet because they're so busy trying to do every little thing in it. So I have just loved this conversation with you today and everything. Where can we go find you, Kylie? What are the best places to be friends with you? (laughs) Yes. Well, I hang out mostly on Instagram. That's kind of where my, um, my community is and it's Kylie on studios. Um, K Y L L K no K Y L E E A N N studios. Um, that's, that's the main place you can find me. My website is Kylie and my podcast is Kylie mentors moms. I love it. Your podcast is incredible and I learn so much from it. I seriously, I am so grateful that you are showing up in all those spaces. And I hope that for those of you who are listening today, that you go and follow her. 
follow along her journey, see all the things that she's doing and ask yourself how you can apply it or how you can, you know, be a part of her mentoring and all the things that she's doing, because it really is so enlightening to have someone like Kylie who is honest and real and going to show you the nitty gritty, but also encourage you to be your best self and have those dreams that you want to have. So thank you guys so much for listening today. What was your biggest aha moment? I would love for you to go and let both Kylie and I know in the reviews. And if you do, if you go and leave a review and share with us your aha moment from this episode, I'm going to be doing a drawing for one lucky winner to find a trapped emotion for you that is stuck. So be sure to go and leave that review so I can draw your name out and help you find a trapped emotion. You've got this. Go and make today great.